It's the week eight Sunday six pack, some home dogs this week. We've got the New York Jets and Giants. Can they keep things rolling in the 2022 season? And might we start to see some separation in the NFC West, all four of those teams appearing? And of course, our Thursday night football preview and a breaking NFL trade, Kadarius Tony to the Chiefs. All that coming up on today's Peacock and Williamson. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson bring you expert NFL analysis every day in less than 30 minutes. Get an inside look into the NFL on the field and in the front office. With elite breakdowns, next level analysis, and in-depth information only for the real NFL fans. This is Peacock and Williamson and it starts now. Welcome to the Peacock and Williamson NFL show. Brian Peacock and Matt Williamson at BD Peacock at Williamson NFL on Twitter. Say hi to us there. Drop something in the comments. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up and <laughs> subscribing to the podcast here. We appreciate you making Peacock and Williamson your first listen on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Peacock and Williamson is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. That's prizepicks.com, promo code locked on. Here we go, six-pack for week eight. I want to go all the way down to prime time to begin. And right. this is a game that I think is interesting because there are two recognizable franchises that should be shaping the way the 22 NFL season goes. But it's much less of a, a primetime feel because of how the Packers are playing right now. The three and four Packers at the five and one Bills. I do like this game in primetime, but when are we going to see those Packers wake up from their slumber? And I'm a little bit worried that they're going to run into a team that uh, uh, is just playing at about the highest level you can be playing right now in the NFL with the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I don't think this is the week they wake up from their slumber if they wake up at all in Green Bay. Primetime in Buffalo. Tables breaking left and right, coming off a bye, healthy, really in a good spot. I think this is a non-competitive game, and we see a very frustrated and upset Aaron Rodgers for the whole second half with his palms in the air just saying, what are we doing? Because, I mean, I don't think Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, who's kind of an afterthought, can keep up with Diggs and Allen and company. I, I don't think this is close. Yeah, so you're not worried about the double-digit line nope. here, the uh, the the two-score line, 11 and a half points. Is that what I'm seeing here? For I'm looking at 11, but 11, yeah, okay, so, neighborhood. Yeah, I'll so more than a touchdown and a field goal, Bills winning this one. I, that, that's hard for me still. <laughs> I feel like I kind of want to take some points, but, man, um, the Packers haven't shown that they're that team yet, but I still feel like it could be there. I, I'm like you. you apparently don't believe in them, but I believe a little bit more. I, I, I'm going to take the points on this. The Ca Packers are going to keep it within 10. And I feel like that's not that much of a stretch, but man, I could, I absolutely see the bills at home blowing them out too. Maybe, maybe for the Packers, you're hoping that there's a little bit of a lull pretty late on the East coast and they've had some time off and maybe they, you know, it takes them a half to get into game readiness. And then it's a little bit late to bedtime at that point. If Green Bay's defense was playing up to their, you know, draft potential, the first round picks everywhere, I would say maybe they can hang around. But their run defense is bad. Their assignments are off at times. They're not playing up to that potential. And I think this is a shootout. And, you know, I don't know that Aaron Rodgers has the firepower to shoot out with anybody right now. So it's amazing to me. But I, I think this is kind of an easy pick. I mean, double digits is hard to lay. Don't get me wrong. But I yeah. think the Bills are much better. 
Give me the Bills straight up. Give me the points with the Packers to keep okay. it within 10. Uh, but, man, I, I've been impressed with the the Bills' defense. You know, the Von Miller yeah. addition has been huge. Um, you get Tredavious White back, it looks like. They, that They're just about as healthy as you could be for those mm-hmm. Buffalo Bills right now. And the weapons for Josh Allen on offense, too. They've been running the ball well. They've got uh, guys who can catch the ball out of the backfield. We've seen a couple of flashes. Maybe we'll see some more of James Cook now in that offense. Um, you know, there's the the rest of the receiving core after Stephon Diggs has stepped up, too, in some games here and there. Uh, even the rookie Shakir, too. So, um, man, it's hard to root against. Or it's hard to bet against the Buffalo Bills right now. But yeah. as we've seen in the NFL – these teams are closer than we expect a lot of times. So give me those points in those Packers. Let's go. Packers turn it around here in week eight. And don't get blown out. That's turning it around. Right. Yeah. Turning it around is losing by only <laughs> Um, Quick note coming off the bye, you mentioned Cook and Shakir, two rookies. I can see them trying to get those guys more incorporated, especially Cook. You know, I mean, poor guy fumbled his first touch as a pro, but it might be time to get him incorporated in the offense. And then another young guy I just wanted to shout out is Rousseau. I think you were really high on him last year, the first-round pick. He's come on like gangbusters for them, too. So they have some good young guys that are stepping up. Yeah, a lot of power players, power mm-hmm. ends there for that Buffalo Bills team, too, which obviously helps against the run. And if they can give you a little push against the pass, obviously that's uh, what really makes the difference in the NFL. And that Von Miller addition is just going to make everybody else better because you've got to pay attention to that guy coming off the edge. Yeah, yeah, he's had a, a huge ripple effect for the whole group. Absolutely. Let's check in on the NFC West here. And part of our six pack is the Arizona Cardinals at the five and one Minnesota Vikings. So a couple of five and one teams here. We're starting with, with the bills and Vikings. So Vikings at home against the three and four Cardinals. Um, This line, this is three and four at five and one. This is only three and a half point favorite rather than the bills that are favored by 11. What do you see the difference here between these two teams? Because uh, I, I like the Vikings just as much against the Cardinals as I do the bills against the Packers. Yeah. I picked the Vikes to win this 27, 23, not knowing the line and the lines three and a half. So I guess I'm really close, but I think Minnesota is a noticeably better team. Another difficult place to play one o'clock start for the Western team. I don't trust the stability really of the Cardinals organization, but I do think getting D-Hop back last week is massive, and they have 10 days to prepare for this. So I'm kind of counting on some late scores. You know, Arizona's a notoriously slow, slow starting team, and I think the Vikes are balanced and also rested. I, I think three and a half. The more I think about it, I might even think the spread should be higher than that. I mean, I, I, have, it, I have it as a four-point game, but I, I have no problem laying four and a half or three yeah, and a half, I, yeah. I uh, I like the Vikings here, and I will give up those points. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the Cardinals, the one saving grace, and you nailed it there. Seeing DeAndre Hopkins back changes things for yeah. for Kyler Murray, and having that security blanket there. Um, I do like the the Vikings in this one by more than four, so I, I'm cool with this line and, and betting on the home team. And I just think they're more complete. I just don't like what the the Cardinals have on defense, even if no. Kyler Murray and D Hop are a problem the rest of the way their own defense is a problem for them. So, you know, and Cliff Kingsbury, the, the coaching is, is in question a little bit. Uh, give me the Vikings here. I'm, I'm just not a believer right now in the Arizona Cardinals being more than, you know, they're not a terrible team, but they're just that, you know, hovering around 500 team. Yeah. I mean, you don't think you need our expert analysis for this, but this could be a Justin Jefferson 180 yard game, you know? Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Put them in your DFS lineups, put them in your 
pay up for him. Yeah. Yeah. He would be one to pay up for this week for sure. Uh, more games to come in our six pack. We've got Raiders, Saints. We've got the 49ers, Rams already for the second time this year. And another five and a one the New York Giants at the NFC West leading four and three Seahawks. And of course, we will preview Thursday night football as well, which should be a pretty good one to kick off week eight. Yeah. The more Ravens at Tampa Bay Buccaneers coming up. Have I talked enough about my bird dog pants yet? Really comfortable uh, khakis that they sent me. They sent me some shorts as well. The shorts have liners. The khakis don't. You can get liners or no liners in any of these bird dogs pants. And the the thing I love about the bird dogs is the versatility. They are so comfortable. And they're they're the right amount of stretchy. They look great for if you want to take them to work and then roll right on to happy hour or maybe roll out to the golf course. Either way, you're going to feel right in them. They're going to feel comfortable and they look and fit fantastic. And for a tall guy, sometimes pants can fit a little bit weird Uh, and you can find the exact fit you need at bird dogs and you can have that liner inside if you want, or if you don't. And I love the shorts they sent me with the liner because um, again, versatility, comfortability, first of all, lounge all day if you want. And, but you can roll out to a pool party if you want in these things, go work out at the gym. So um, they look fantastic. They feel fantastic. They are super high quality pants at bird dogs and if you go to birddogs.com right now and enter promo code locked on they'll throw in a three a free bird dogs rope hat that's birddogs.com promo code locked on and boom a free bird dogs rope hat with your pair of bird dogs pants the most comfortable shorts pants and sweatpants with built-in liners if you want them you will not take these things off i promise you whether you're looking for that special moment in your life to take your relationship to the next level i'll have a milestone to celebrate want to make your love sparkle blue nile can help uh, you can make your celebrations even more memorable as the original online jeweler blue nile offers the largest selection of independently graded diamonds and pieces priced significantly below traditional retailers blue nile has helped millions of couples create their perfect engagement ring their easy online tools let you choose the shape, size, and clarity, as well as setting style. Blue Nile's bench jewelers then help handcraft her perfect one-of-a-kind engagement ring. So whether you're trying to pop that question, make that moment sparkle, maybe just buy something special for mom or that special person in your life, the Blue Nile 24-7 jewelry experts on hand to help you on every budget. Make your moment sparkle with Blue Nile. Go to BlueNile.com and use code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. That's Blue Nile, B-L-U-E-N-I-L-E.com. Code LOCKEDON to save $50 on your purchase of $500 or more. BlueNile.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Thanks again, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen today. For your second listen today, check out Locked On Sports today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go, Matt. Moving along with our Sunday six-pack for week (laughs) eight. And we've got... Where are we at? We've got the San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. And the 49ers on the road, but it's really kind of at home where they're favored by one and a half points because they always make it Levi's Stadium South when they go to <laughs> SoFi. And I did the crossover episode that we do every Thursday with Travis Rogers, the host of Locked on Rams, because I also host 
Locked On 49ers and broke down this game a little bit. And according to Travis, and we saw it in week one against the Bills. And look, that was a long trip for Bills fans, but Bills fans were about 65% of the fan base at L.A., in week one. And it was the same with the Dallas Cowboys. He travel well, the San Francisco 49ers have the shortest trip and they travel extremely well. And we saw it last year where it was just a lot of red and golden stands. We'll see it again. So it's at, at best for the Rams, it's neutral. And for the 49ers, sometimes for those players feels like a home game. You get Christian McCaffrey, who Kyle Shanahan said is going to de- be deployed in full Debo Samuel, though, the hamstring might not play in this one, so you maybe aren't gaining much in the playmaker category there on offense if you're the 49ers. But Shanahan has had McVay's number, and favorite on the road are those 3-4 and four 49ers at the 3-3 three and three Rams. How do you like this one, Matt? Yeah, I mean, I think his, you said a lot of good stuff there, of course. You know, the, the home field advantage doesn't really exist. It might even be the polar opposite. Shanahan seems to have the advantage in this head-to-head coaching matchup. We've seen enough instances of that. The Rams are coming off a bye, though, and I really do respect their organization. I'm curious what things they self-scouted while they were off. I mean, maybe they they, they do some tweaking of the O-line or protection schemes, things of that nature. I just am really confident that the Niners' D-line controls this game as well as their wealth of weapons. You know, like Ramsey can only cover one guy, even if Debo's out. And I think that they can exploit linebackers with McCaffrey and Kittle. Uh, I like the Niners here. I'm I'm a little shocked they're only giving one. I like the Niners as well, at least by a field goal. Mm -hmm. I I do worry because the 49ers have been banged up and they haven't looked like the same team on defense the last couple of weeks. They've gotten some players back. I think maybe even some players came back a little too early. Trent Williams got beat more than he usually does last Mm. week. Didn't look like he was moving around great. Bosa was taken advantage of with his uh, aggressiveness and the aggressiveness of the 49ers front. I think we'll see a lot of misdirection because that seemed to work really well against the Niners last week against the Chiefs. Um, Mooney Ward, Charvarius Ward, goes by Mooney nowadays. Oh, uh, I didn't know who that was. That's his nickname. He, okay. he <laughs> still says Charvarius on the on the roster, but I had to specify what who Mooney Ward is because uh, people outside of San Francisco might not recognize um, or his own family, but that's been his nickname growing up. Um and yeah, he had a groin. He didn't seem like he was right as well. Jimmy Ward coming back, he had an ugly cast on his hand. So really banged up defense. They haven't been that same unit that was the best in the league the first five weeks, but I think they're going to be getting better better and healthier, and especially after the bye next week. But maybe the best thing that could have happened to the 49ers was getting slapped in the face by the Chiefs last mm, week. Yeah. Really clean some things up. You know, They've been shooting themselves in the foot. Too many penalties, too many drops. So those little things, clean them up. And uh, I like the 49ers in this one because the Rams just look and the Rams were trying to trade for Christian McCaffrey. 49ers got him. And I don't think that would help the Rams that much because they do need some playmakers. But if they don't get an offensive line, their season's shot. No, I agree. I'm not sure that adding a running back helps. I mean, obviously, McCaffrey's more than that. Um, I could see maybe Kareem Hunt ending up with the Rams or maybe Buffalo. We mentioned them before, too. But um the, you can't trade for linemen. I mean, like people wonder why, why are you taking tackles in the first round? Cause that's only we can get them. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, and we've already talked about how they're just behind because they're still, even with right. those first round tackles, defensive lines are beating offensive lines right now in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Big time. They do get Brian Allen in the center back though. So maybe that mm, that's big. Maybe that makes them all better. You know, a little bit more stability. The guy making the calls, the guy snapping the ball. Maybe that somehow helps that line. And the Niners are banged up on the interior of their defensive line still without both of their starters. So might might make this game a little closer. Really, the difference is Stafford throws another pick six. That's a sure sign that the Rams aren't going to win this one. 
Oh, yeah. And I don't trust either quarterback all that much at the moment. I, they're both going to throw the ball to the other team. Does the other yeah, team right, right. catch it is kind of the question with, with <laughs> quarterbacks, the way things have gone for sure. Okay, Matt and I both like the 49ers in that yeah. one. Let's I thought they'd be favored by like four and a half, not one. Yeah, by a little more. I, I think yeah. the injuries probably slow that down, especially with the way they looked and last uh, week was coming bad, off yeah. a bye. Yeah. The New York Giants at uh, five, excuse me, I keep seeing five and one, six and one for the, the New York Giants at the four and three Seattle Seahawks here. The Seahawks in first place in the West. These are two interesting teams because I feel like they're both going to turn into a pumpkin, but they're playing each other. So they can't both mm-hmm. turn into a pumpkin at the same time this week. The Giants keep winning all these really close games, uh, but Seattle, even at six and one, they are underdogs to the Seattle Seahawks who are favored by three in this one. Yeah, I, 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 I definitely feel like I'm disrespecting the Giants, but I'm picking Seattle to win this one 28-23. I do respect what the Giants have done. Their coaching staff has been tremendous, including Wink Martindale. I mean, he is an aggressive, attacking defensive coordinator that isn't bashful about blitzing over and over and over. I'm curious how Seattle's young line handles that. Not sure if we're going to have DK Metcalf in this game. But I still think it's going to be a pretty high-scoring game. Daniel Jones, to me, is real. But I still think Seattle wins. I just think they have such a home-field advantage. Another thing to look for in this game, Tyler Lockett's about to pass up Doug Baldwin, uh, maybe Daryl Jackson for Seahawks to be – I think he's got an opportunity to be third in career receptions, yards, and touchdowns very soon. Okay. Uh, And that could happen in this game, especially if he's the full – yeah, he's just been quietly so good for so long, right? Yeah. He's got to be the number one if DK Metcalf's not there, and especially if DK's not there, that just adds another dim- uh, uh, another dimension or element or demelement, as I was about to say, <laughs> to your offense, right? That teams have to worry about. Like when DK's not even targeted, you know that there's that dude who can run four three, six four, and he can blow by probably the guy that's over there for you. If he's not in there, I, I think that might hurt Geno Smith in this one. So I actually like the Giants at least, and actually for the uh, Locked On Podcast Network when we do our official predictions here for certain games. I've, I've got the Giants by one here. So I do yeah, like okay. the cover on the road. And they've been so good at winning those sh- those close games too. So uh, for sure, I think it's going to be close within three points either way. But give me the give me the Giants by one here on the road. Yeah, I would not put my hard-earned money on this one because I don't have a great feel for it. But the more I think it through, I think it's a big Barkley day. Uh, it's still more designed runs from Jones, quiet the crowd, and just be the more physical team in both trenches. I think that's New York's path to victory. I'm going to stick with my Seattle pick, but I don't feel real strong about it. How about those Las Vegas Raiders at the New Orleans Saints? The Saints are at home. Home dogs here by about a point and a half. I don't feel strong about either one of these teams, but I feel like New Orleans, kind of a difficult place to play and a team that's maybe underachieving that could turn things around. Uh, I, I don't want to give up. I mean, I want to take those points for the home New Orleans Saints. Am I crazy for that, man? No, I, I don't have a, a great feel for this one either, but I do have the Raiders winning by a touchdown. I'm expecting points. I have it 30-23. So I would feel better about the over. Um, another difficult place to play. I mean, there's some home field advantages this week that I think are substantial. But I like where the Raiders' offense is. I think Waller's coming back. I'm expecting Renfro to be featured a little more. He's been ridiculously quiet, but they can lean on Jacobs and go from there. I just don't have a great mojo around the Saints right now. I mean, it's going to be Dalton, but that doesn't exactly make me do jumping jacks. I mean, a, a big quarterback advantage for the Raiders. 
I do like the quarterback advantage for the Raiders and the and the Saints can't seem to figure out what they're doing on offense, which is a little bit worrisome. Chris Olave, yeah. I feel like there's a breakout coming there, and he's had a nice season. He leads, I think he's either one or two in the league in air yards right now. Uh, can you work him in a little bit in the short to intermediate game some more and then maybe hit some more of those at the top? And if you are hitting those over the top, uh, that would be huge. And I think the 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 Raiders can be susceptible there if they don't get home with their pass rush over the top. So that's a big one for me. Chris Olave, I'm looking out for in this game. He's going to be really good. He already belongs. I have breaking news. Oh, we have breaking news on the podcast. On I the love podcast. it. Here it is at 1230 Eastern. Kadarius Tony is now a Kansas City Chief. How about that? Third and a sixth Ooh. go to the Giants for Kadarius Tony, who I didn't kind of forgot. I mean, he doesn't play football. A third so and a sixth. That's very interesting. So Kadarius Tony, who's been just a, you know non-existent for the New York Giants basically since he was drafted, he has a ton of talent. You see the explosiveness, oh, and clearly the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs are looking at this like we need some more explosiveness. Uh, they've they seemed okay when they put up forty four points last week. The Chiefs are on a buy, so that's a great time to make a trade. Obviously, with uh, with the deadline coming up yeah, here after the weekend. Kadarius I just bet Andy Reid's twisting his mustache, thinking of ways yeah. to get this guy the ball. You know that adds an element for sure. It's a scary. I don't, know, I don't know how he fits in because there's a lot of mouths to feed right there, and and, yeah. and a lot of guys in that same zone where it's like, it's not like there's a clear path to even get him t- more touches than he. There's an much easier path in New York to get touches than there is in Kansas City. <laughs> right, right. You would think they'd want a receiver back or something in New York. You know, like that that marriage Tony to the Giants just never seemed to work. He's never on the field. When he is, he flashes like crazy. I'm sure a change of scenery will do him good. I mean, how could the Giants count on him? I'm, but, boy, they need receivers. Not a terrible return. A couple of draft picks, a right, third right. round, a day two pick. Maybe it's a late day two pick, but still a day mm-hmm. two pick for a guy you're not using. And once they drafted Wandale Robinson and now seeing Wandale Robinson healthy and on the field, he's taken that role. So there's, there's right, right. you know, what are you going to do with Tony at this point? So getting third is probably the best the Giants could do. And if they didn't like his personality, then maybe addition by subtraction, getting him out of there. Yeah, I think that's the plan. And then Casey's just like, give me another weapon. You know, Andy Reid's not shy about personalities either. So I don't think right. Really not, they'll get more out of them than the Giants did. That's not really a profound statement. So that yeah, probably by <laughs> week nine. Yeah, there you go. You picking him up in fantasy right now, running out to the waiver wire. Yeah, I mean, in yeah. a deep league for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Deep league, absolutely. Maybe in the Peacock, maybe I'll have to pick him up real quick. Yeah, maybe I'll hit pause here real quick. Before Matt gets to him, <laughs> before anybody else listens to this podcast gets to him. Um, no, that's fantastic stuff. So next, after the break, we will cover Monday or Thursday night football, excuse me, the Baltimore Ravens at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And the New York Jets have an opportunity now at home to beat those stinky, no good, rotten Patriots that have beaten up on them for decades now. Jets. Patriots next. All right, here's the here's the sports analogy for you when it comes to protecting your home. When you're worried about burglars or anything else that could be happening in your home when you're there or not, your home is like the end zone. And you need the absolute strongest defense you can muster to protect that end zone because you don't want anybody getting in. This is why I use and trust Simply Safe Home Security. It's Simply Safe, your safety is the only thing that matters. It's cutting edge technology. It is 24-7 professional monitoring agents who always have your back, so you always know your home is safe. 
with Simply Safe, the best part to me is the crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras. You can monitor anytime with the app. There's also a wide array of high tech sensors as well. So, any door or window in your home that you want a sensor on that you want to be protected, you can have that set up. And by the way, there's any number of ways you can customize your Simply Safe system along with that 24 7 professional monitoring. Customize the perfect system for your home in just a few minutes at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL and save 20% on your Simply Safe security system when you sign up for an interactive monitoring plan and get your first month free. Visit simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL to learn more. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Let's go Jets Patriots here, Matt, because those New York Jets at five and two. Are still home dogs to the three and four New England Patriots who just lost in prime time on a short week to the Chicago Bears. I mean, if you're if you're the Jets right now, you look at that line and you just think that is downright disrespectful. I agree. I, I will take the points gladly in what I think is a close game. I respect both these defenses quite a bit. I've been watching more and more Zach Wilson. They might need to go get a quarterback or put Flacco back in. I mean, like he is really, really struggling. But Mac Jones was when he was when he was in there before. Uh, I guess it was more of a health thing the other night. The whole situation's been weird. But I don't like where either one of these young quarterbacks is at in year two right now. Um, I'll just take the points and New England. Bouncing back from that seems like what they do, and Vegas is telling us, hey, don't count Belichick out. But I think the Jets will be wound up for this one and have the better roster. Yeah, I mean, give me the points here. The the Jets are a better football team top to bottom. They're not a poorly coached team. The question is, can you make life difficult for Zach Wilson? And on the other side, it's not like the Patriots quarterback position is going great right now. They've got their own quarterback controversy. They don't know who's going to start. It's either going to be Mac Jones, who's been – hurt and playing bad or Bailey Zappi who kind of did turn into that pumpkin a little bit after the crowd was so excited he entered the game against the Bears on Monday Night Football then throws a couple of picks after the touchdown and it didn't look so hot there so uh, I, I don't love the way things are going right now for the New England Patriots give me those Jets and potentially Jets to win big in this one Elijah Moore seems like things are going well with him in the they've got things figured out the Jets were not going to trade him you've got weaponry all around um you, you traded, I mean, and look, Michael Carter in the passing game too, out of the backfield, I think is, is going to yeah. be something if you're looking for a, a little edge in, in DFS or your fantasy leagues, I think he's going to be a bigger factor than he was before and get all the passing down work as well at running back. And, and James Robinson, a little bit more of the, uh, you know, the first and second down back there when he's up and he's healthy. And I'm not sure if he's even going to play in this one for the Jets. So, uh, yeah, I like the Jets. Give me, give me the points here for sure with the home New York Jets and let's go. Carter's a guy to trade for in fantasy because I, I don't think Robinson comes in and just totally eliminates him. I, I still think he's the one A and, you know, everyone's going to be down on him now after the trade. I, I think, you know, Carter's still someone to a tower target. And it takes a little while, you know, to, to learn a system. Um, yeah, yeah. It's a it's, it, you know, different terminology and you're a running back. You got to know the blitz pickups. There's a lot, a lot to learn in an offense. And so you can get on the field quickly if you're a running back, but he's for sure not going to take over the full load right away in the first week that he's traded there. Oh, yeah. And he's not even fully healthy right now either. So Thursday night football, who you got in this mm -hmm. one, Matt, the Buccaneers have been about as disappointing as you could have expected the Bucs to be coming into the year. They are still favored by two points though, at home at three and four against the visiting four and three Baltimore Ravens. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I harp on this. I'm sure people are tired of me saying it all the time. I mean, the road team on Thursday night is not a bet I like making, but th- this team's been around the block. I think Baltimore's noticeably better than Tampa Bay. I have them winning 30 to 24. If you're going to give me two points, that's what I'm looking at now. I know this line's changed a lot. I'll gladly take it. Uh, Justin Tucker could win this thing at the end. I mean, we've seen that a million times. I don't think Brady breaks out of his slumber, um, but there are some injury concerns on on the Ravens' side as well. Ugh, I don't feel great about it. I'm looking forward to a good game with some star power in it, but I'm going to take the birdies. You know, if it was Sunday, I think I'd feel better about yeah, the Ravens, yeah. but I still don't think the Bucks should be getting – Really, I think it should be more of a pick 'em game. So I still want to just take those two points for the Ravens because I don't know which way this game's going to go. And I like how you laid that out there. Very good chance that Justin Tucker's kicking for a victory at the very <laughs> end of this game, right? Um, which means it'll be close either way. And you know, Tom Brady on a short week, and that Buccaneers team's not going well. So a short week is probably not the amount of time they need to figure things out either. So, um, oh yeah, yeah, both these teams disappointing. Both these teams trying to figure things out. Uh, I do like that Lamar has gotten some of his pass catchers back, but then now might not have Mark Andrews in this game, which hurts more. So, oh yeah, Stanley's Lamar. banged up, and yeah, yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't touch this one with my own hard-earned money, but reluctantly, I'm just going to take points and uh, give me a Justin Tucker game. Okay, I think it's be a good one though. I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully, because the Thursday nighters have been snoozers all season long. Yeah. And uh, to the point, it was like, let's stop having Thursday night football. So let's have a good <laughs> one here with right. the Bucks and the Ravens Thursday night. Thanks, everybody, for making Peacock and Williamson your first listen. We will be back tomorrow breaking down the rest of week eight and making our picks right here. Peacock and Williamson.